0: Alrighty, here, Mm. okay, here, three, two, well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Cara, well, welcome back to our next edition of What's Up America with Mike Cara, as always proudly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, Planet Earth, and my guests today are from a great band, Riders in the Sky, we have Ranger Doug and Too Slim, and, uh, Writers in the Sky, are premier Western band, and I, I love that Western music, and I'm so glad that the two of you are here today to tell us all about your, your music and maybe introduce some of our younger listeners to this great music. So first of all, we understand that this group has been going for about 44 years, since 1977, and who'd like to tell us a little bit about the history of the group and how all this got started?
1: Well, uh, this is too slim here uh, for your voice recognition uh, purposes, and I think it's a good job for Ranger Doug to talk about the beginning.
2: So. <laughs> well, um, all right. This is Ranger Doug for voice recognition purposes, and uh, about, uh, oh, way back in the 1970s, I became infatuated with uh, Western music. It reminded me of my childhood, and... Uh, I was tired of broken-hearted love songs, and uh, and uh, enjoyed the music of the wet, rediscovering the Sons of the Pioneers and Gene Autry and uh, Foy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage and stuff such. And uh, I got together with uh, a former next-door neighbor and one of my favorite people, Too Slim, and uh, we said, let's uh, let's form a little group. So we did, and we started playing around town just for fun, but the momentum picked up very quickly. Uh, in about uh, August of 78, uh, Woody Paul, the great uh, legendary fiddler, member of the National Fiddler Hall of Fame these days, came up to us and said, uh, I think you boys could use me. And so he joined on <laughs> with us, and we, <laughs> we were a trio for 10 years. And. Uh, as a trio, did our, our Natural Network TV show and joined the Grand Ole Opry and uh, toured all over the country, really, and all over the world. 1988, we added Joey the Kalpolka King on the accordion. He uh, not only is a master musician, he is a arranger and producer and a terrific singer, too. So it's, uh, that's been the quartet for the last uh, 34 years.
0: Oh, wow so so that that's uh, g- great so tell us a little bit about you know the, the music I mean are these songs that you write right together are they traditional music or
1: well well the, the when we started out we didn't have uh, we had a couple of original songs woody had written a, a couple of original songs that like cowboy songs and that were pretty much in the uh, style of what we were doing and Ranger Doug was beginning to write cowboy songs and then by the time we did it but the the foundation was was the western classics the sons of the pioneers classics that's really what we were learning from and uh and particularly the the pioneer sound of the of the 30s when it was uh Hugh and Carl Farr playing these hot take off fiddle and guitar breaks and and then they had this this incredible three singers that were making this beautiful western harmony that's uh, that really captured our, our, uh, and and there's these great songwriters, Bob Nolan and Tim Spencer. So, but then quickly we started writing songs. Ranger Doug particularly started cranking out these great Western classics. And by the time we did our first album, I think there were three or four of, of his songs on there and, uh, Woody's songs were, uh, we were writing and, and I was writing jokes and scripts and skits and stuff for us. And it, and it just kind of took off from there.
0: Oh great! Uh, so you know, one thing I had a you know chance to you know, see you guys perform, and we'll talk about this a little later on wood songs. And it, it seems like the costumes are a big part of it. I mean, is that is that how the clothing is that how you know it, it originally was, or?
2: Oh, definitely. We we were uh, swept up by the romance of the of the great singing cowboys of the movies, and you know Gene and Roy. And, always had this flamboyant outfits that uh, just uh, were so distinctive and we just loved dressing up the same way mm-hmm. yeah the the costume, we we couldn't afford much when we started
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> That's for sure. uh, we I mean it was a really big deal and I could finally go into Manuel and and buy a $70 shirt it was it was a great great day in my life but uh, <laughs> But then as we started to, to get more money and, and, and I got kind of sparkly with rhinestones and I just really like the old Opry tradition too of, of the, uh, the rhinestones, the embroidery, uh, the big hats. You know, I want, we were, we were, we've always been very serious about doing the music correctly, but we also wanted to entertain and we wanted people to say, okay, this is different. This is not guys who look like the, the Jiffy Lube guy. This is this is a these are these guys are serious about presenting something different, and that, I think that's why we got added onto the Opry uh, at such an early point in our career because we had that sense of style, and 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 um, there was sort of a Western Renaissance uh, going on at the time, and, and that helped us along as well.
0: Oh, great. Uh, so if you don't mind, guys, we understand that. that also, there's four of you. If you Telling us, you know, your your particular role in in the band. I mean, as far as the instruments and if you sing or.
1: Sure.
2: Well, sure. Go ahead, Ranger. I am sure, Go ahead, Ranger. I'm Doug. Ranger Doug. Yes, I am, <laughs> and I play the rhythm guitar, and uh, and uh, our harmony switches around, but I generally sing the middle part in the trio, and uh, write a lot of the songs, as Slim said, and hey, hello, on, hold on, hey. yodel a bit too. Uh, Too Slim generally takes the lower part in the trio, and he plays the upright bass, and uh, he's a tremendously gifted humorist, and he brings oh, yeah. uh, all that joy to the show. Woody Paul, as I mentioned, is the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and he uh, is our tenor singer, and he uh, writes a lot of songs as well. And then Joey, as I mentioned, is the master musician on the accordion. He's in many... Halls of Fame, and he's been nominated or, I mean, uh, awarded a Nashville Cat Award, which is uh, very exclusive. They only give one a year to the top studio musicians. So uh, he's, he is the master of the accordion in the modern world. So we have a, a, a very strong instrumental background and, uh, and a good vocal background, we hope, because we've studied, uh, studied harmony singing for uh, 40-some years. And, uh, and a great love for the music and a love for entertaining. it Slim said.
0: So does each member then, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, Rager, Doug, that you write a lot of the songs, but does each member then come up with their own part then uh, and their own instruments?
2: Well, yes. You know, if we have a new song, whether, I mean, all of us write songs, so it, it really doesn't matter who wrote it. We bring a new song in and then we figure out where, the harmony should go, and since we've been together so long, it's, it's easy for us to pick out the parts. If there's a particularly difficult part, we'll say, well, you sing that note, and I'll go to the next register or whatever. Uh, we, the songwriting is, uh, in a way, collaborative, because uh, any song I bring to the group is, uh, I don't consider it uh, written in stone. You know, I, I'm up to any suggestions, and we all contribute to each other's work. Uh, as the as the uh, as we practiced it to get ready to record it or, or perform it.
0: Oh, and, and we, we noticed uh, too, too slim. Your name too slim. And Ranger Doug. I mean, is there any interesting stories on how you got those names? Or
1: well, uh, my my story is becoming too slim. There was a guy named uh, too tall Jones. Right. Who was from the, uh, was a Nashville? The great, great football star. For went on to play with Dallas, and and uh, so the two was sort of in the air. And it was uh, I was uh, when we started out. We were the soup was was thin, Mike. Right. right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as and I I was I mirrored the soup. I got I got thin too. I was down in the one twenties, and uh, somebody said to me Sunday, "Man, you're slim, You're too slim. And uh, I was like, boing, 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 boing. that's the name. And, and so I became too slim. But since then, I've done a lot of characters. I do know side me. Because you've got to have a sidekick in the show. And, and we had a dead horse that we talked to. Ah, ah, ah. You guys are great. <laughs> so I did, uh, I was two jaws for a long time. And,
2: and uh, what was the story behind Ranger Duck? Well, I had two great heroes when I was a kid, and one was Sheriff John on uh, television there in Los Angeles, where we lived for a couple of years. I love Sheriff John, and I love the Lone Ranger, and I just felt that, uh, you know, we needed a a cowboy type of name that's a little more memorable than Douglas B. Green. So that's (laughs) how Ranger Doug came to be. (laughs)
0: Oh, oh there you there you go and uh, so you mentioned to Salim that, that that this is more of you know a whole show more experience that it it it's just not a, a concert that you do a lot of different things in there then huh
2: exactly
1: exactly right right that's that's exactly right and I think that's part of the of our names and our presentation on stage it's it's about having fun we don't have we don't make fun of the music. We have fun with the music.
2: And, uh,
1: and, and we want people to laugh and, and, and we want to touch them uh, the, way, the way we're touched by the music still because it's, it's such a pocketed music. And, and, and some of it's really silly, and, and we like that part too. And if we can communicate some of that to the audience, then I feel like we've done our job. And, and God bless them, they keep buying tickets. And when this pandemic <laughs> is over... because we're going to keep doing it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do it until they carry me out. So that's where I'm
2: at. <laughs> I'm with you, Slim. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: okay. So now I want to talk about these nice songs our audience has been listening to, and you can tell us a little bit about them, maybe a little backstory, or memories from them. So the first song we have here is Texas Plains. Who'd like to tell us about this song?
2: Texas Plains. I can do that, Go ahead, Ranger Doug. Well, uh, it was written by a, a cowboy singer and a very, very well-known songwriter of his era named uh, Stuart Hamlin. He wrote uh, This Old House and It Is No Secret and a bunch of hundreds of other songs, but Texas Plains is his theme song, and uh, it just seems like a great way to start a show, so it's become our opening song as well.
0: Okay, and another song we have is Cool Water.
1: Uh, cool Water I'm is one of the. Yeah, one of the first songs I remember hearing was the, the Sons of the Pioneers' Cool Water album, which is which I think was from the fifties or six, nineteen sixty. It had a yellow 59. cover. I you know, remember that yellow cover on that? And uh, that was an album that my parents had, and uh, it's just something about that song is just so evocative and and. And paints a picture of this miner and this uh, this old old band as they're going across the desert and they see a mirage and it's just it's sort of haunting and it's such a cool such a cool song and and people still people still respond to that song as I do oh. written by uh, Bob Nolan of course one of the great poets of Western songwriting if not the greatest
0: okay I say so. And another song we, we have here is Back in the Saddle Again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, there's a good backstory to that one. That was written by a guy we actually got to know very well, Ray Whitney, who was uh, one of the singing cowboys in the 30s and 40s. Ray, uh, Ray was going to make a movie, uh, and they called him up early and said they need another song. And uh, so he got out of bed, said to his wife, "Well, i got to get into the set, and I need to write another song while I'm at it. She said, well, looks like you're back in the saddle again, Ray. He said, I've got my song. <laughs> she wrote, wrote it on the way to the studio. <laughs> and uh, Gene Autry picked it up. He, he also picked up half the songwriting credit, but uh, it still paid off really well for Ray. Uh, it became the theme song of his the Melody Ranch, CBS, radio show you had on the air for 15 years or so, and uh, it became a million-selling record on OK Records, and uh, I think Ray did real well with that song.
0: Oh, great. Uh, so those are uh, three songs. So I mean, are, are those, uh, you know, the kind of your, you know, big s- songs that you play at every show, or do you, I mean, do you try to mix it up when you, when you do each uh, performance, or...?
1: exactly what we do, Mike. We like to mix it up just so it keeps it fresh for us as well as fresh for the audience. But we, we always do, there are a certain number of Western classics that the audience expects from us. Uh, cool Water, Tumbling Tumbleweeds, uh, Back in the Saddle, Ghost Riders in the Sky. Uh, these are songs that we're going to do pretty much every show. And, uh, and fortunately, they're great songs and they're really fun to play. So uh, I don't know that any of us are tired of any of them. It's just, it's really fun to, to, to play those songs. So, and then we mix in uh, Ranger Doug's songs, Woody's songs, uh, a hot instrumental, uh, one, of my, one of my funny songs, uh, a funny poem, there'll be rope tricks. Uh, it's just a whole uh, yodeling, you know. How can you miss? That's, that's it's, very, it's very visual.
0: Oh great. Uh, so yeah, we met, we mentioned at the beginning of this about uh, you know, br- you know, bringing more awareness to western music for young, you know, younger uh, fans. I mean, it, it, do you notice that there are the the you know, more younger uh, audience out there that are getting into this music or
2: They tend to be into it for a while when their parents or grandparents bring them there's something magical about Western music that just kids just love the the rhythm. They love the what the songs are about. They're about being outdoors and being on a horse, and they're not about broken hearts and stuff that they don't understand. And then they get into you know 11, 12, 13. They, we kind of lose them there, and uh, they, then they come back with their kids in about uh, 10 years after that. They come back and say, well, we wanted to show our kids what uh, how, how much fun it was when. We came to see you back in 1988 or 92 or whatever.
1: Yeah, one of the one of the great boosts to our career, Mike, was uh, when we were part of the soundtrack of a movie called Toy Story 2, which uh, which was a part of our relationship with uh, Pixar. And uh, we sang the, the song Woody's Roundup in that movie and then made an album that won a Grammy uh, for the kids' album that year. And so a lot of kids... All kids know that movie, and, and that's really a touchstone for us. When they realize we're the people that sang that, they're like, "Oh, that's great! We played it at a, we played Bonnaroo. We played twenty five thousand young people. These are these are people fifty years younger than us,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and we broke into a Woody's Roundup, and they went nuts. It was just explosive, and it was so everybody was singing along and hooting uh, and hollering and it was just absolutely magic so uh yeah there's kids they just need to be exposed to it and uh
0: they yeah. love it just like we do. oh wow so you, you you talked about uh you know yodeling and uh that, that 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 i really you know i enjoy it although i can't do it is there any tips and tricks i mean when you go about yodeling <laughs> is there a certain way to do it sir
2: well, um, you'd have to be able to make that little break in your voice. Okay. You know, you have to be able to sound like Tarzan. Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. Okay. You
2: you can't go. do that, uh, take up another trade. But <laughs> if you can do that, it, then it's a matter of just uh, controlling it. And it's, I, I think it's kind of akin to learning the trumpet. You don't want to be around people when you're just getting started. <laughs> but. Keep practicing, practice, 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 and and eventually you can learn to yodel. All of us. I was the only one that was yodeling when we started this group, but all of us can do it now because we've worked on. Hey, Some more,
1: some more <laughs> proficient than others.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, there, there, there you go. So we were talking about you know all these uh, you know di- different uh, songs, but I mean even after all these years, are you still finding so I mean traditional Western music that uh, you incorporate into your set. Well, I have
2: yeah. a, a show with side meat, and the two of us do a show on Sirius XM called uh, Classic Cowboy Corral. And we feature the classic music of the West in that show. And uh, and I've been able to find dozens and dozens of wonderful, obscure songs through my research for that show, because we, we do like 15, 20 songs a week. And uh, so there, there is still a wealth of stuff out there. And there are some great Western songwriters that are only now being realized, like Andy Parker. Uh, 20 years ago, nobody at all sang an Andy Parker tune, but he was a brilliant songwriter, and we do several of his now. And we're still uh, composing, all of us still write, and uh, bringing new, fresh songs to to the mix.
0: Oh, that that's great. Okay, I wanted to talk. And you know, we mentioned also at the beginning of this that I had seen you guys. Uh, it was a really great show on uh, Wood Songs that Michael Jonathan has actually been a guest on this show show too. But I mean, that's great that you could be on uh, something like that. Can you tell us about your experience with that? Well, one of the one of the fun things
1: of. of Riders in the Sky through the years has been the difference of audiences and the different kind of venues that we play. I mean, we've play we played with symphonies in the most katish uh, uh, performing arts centers uh, in the world. And we've also played folk shows in little bitty clubs. And we've played uh, Michael Jonathan's uh, Wood Song at a nice theater in, up there in Lexington. And uh, Michael's been a friend for many years and we've done... We used to do a Christmas show up there for for a bunch of years. That was always a lot of fun. And uh, Michael's a great guy. He's got all those volunteers helping do that show, and people believe in it. And he's his heart's really in the right place, I think. And, and uh, it's just a joy to be part of that. It was like the thousandth show, I think, last time we were on. It was like, like a big deal.
0: Oh, great! Okay, you guys. So you you mentioned a little bit ago about you know Chris, Christmas shows. So I mean, when you do Christmas shows, is there certain Christmas songs you 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 do? Do you take traditional songs, or how does that work? Well, we don't well,
2: usually then. do the. Oh, go ahead, Slim. No, you got it, Ranger Duck. Well, we don't usually do the the traditional Christmas hymns. Right. But we do songs about the Christmas experience. Right. Uh, we've written quite a few, and uh, and other things like "Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow" and other tunes like that. Uh, we we celebrate the Christmas without making it a uh, a religious show per se. And, and
1: I mean, Gene Autry had one of the biggest selling records of all time with Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer." Right. And here comes Santa Claus, which he also wrote so so uh uh yeah we could, so there's a, definitely a cowboy uh uh bridge to to Christmas music, that's for sure
0: oh. Okay, and now I want to talk a little bit, you know, about your social media and your website. As we mentioned, again, at the beginning of this, that you've been doing this for, you know, 40-some years. So you've you've been before the Internet and after the Internet. I mean, what do you think about this social me- media and, and all of the, this communication? I mean, you think it's a good tool? I absolutely
1: think it is. I think it's just. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the right word for it. It's just another tool. I mean, we we got started. We were selling eight tracks. Like that's when we were. <laughs> what about the 78? <laughs> we, we were after 78. We but but eight tracks. We had them. I still have a couple of them. We, and then the cassettes, and of course vinyl. We sold tons and tons of vinyl. And then uh, and then. Uh, the compact discs, and now it's kind of back to vinyl I guess. So I don't know. But the uh, internet's like any other tool, you know. In the right hands, it's incredibly valuable, and uh, and and in the wrong hands, it can be really destructive. So that's what I think about it. Oh, think oh. about what you write. But I say, because somebody might believe it.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I mean, so can you tell? So first of all, you you have a website then we do
1: writers in the yep it's not but i mean think of it it's a way to keep in touch with people it's a way to keep in touch with our fans and 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 you can develop a relationship with with people far and wide you know i get i get uh, emails from Poland. i get emails from western canada as well as all over the united states and, uh, and people want to you know people want to I always think of it as as they're not customers. That is an opportunity to make a fan. You know, yeah. if you could just take a minute to uh, to respond in sort of a personal way. Man, they'll they'll support you for as long as you as long as you're going to be in the game. You know, that's the way I look at it.
0: Oh, okay. And now as far as that, you're on social media, Facebook and on Twitter and all that, then.
1: I don't fool with any of that, but we have have a young guy uh, in Texas who does that. He fools with it and knows
2: about it. I don't fool with any of that stuff. Uh. I don't know that we're on Twitter, but we're on Instagram and, and Facebook, and also Classic Cowboy Corral has its own Facebook page
0: oh okay yeah that, that's uh, great and uh, so uh, i mean as far as the these facebook you when know, we see these facebook live concerts is that something that that you've done or performed for the internet or we have we have done uh,
1: actually i think through the Opry, i think we have done that i think they have filmed us like in a dressing room plane and stuff and and put it up on Facebook. I think some of that has happened, but no, we haven't done like a whole concert and stuff. These, Mike, these are you're talking about musicians who have a hard time working their phones a lot of the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's so some of that technology we're going to need. We're going to need some younger people to come in with with skinnier fingers to come in and say, okay, we're going to set all this up. Just do what you do, and we'll we'll catch it which is pretty much, well, that's been our story for 43 years. <laughs> do what you do and we'll catch it.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, that, so now as far as uh, performances, I mean, did you mention that you have any upcoming uh, in-person performances yet? or?
1: Well, uh, our touring fell off a cliff last March 14th. Right. Yeah, and uh, and, and twenty twenty was shaping up to be a really good year. We just done a whole string of sold out shows in, oh, uh, in Florida and uh, a lot in California and Arizona. And things are going great, and then until they weren't. So there's, I mean, the whole music business is going through this this huge shakeup. We 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 have a couple of dates in Florida, at the end of March, and then and then they're just pushing dates back until the summer and the fall. There's, there's some interest in, in shows in the fall. So I think I think maybe in the fall and, and next winter, we're going to be able to get back on the road. And if folks want to find us, uh, com has a tour schedule, of course, that's updated all the time. And uh, and so I would recommend checking that out.
0: Okay, so I wanted to ask you about the Toy Story song. Is, is that on the, the, the Toy Story soundtrack then?
1: Oh yeah! Oh, great! That's on the album, and we also we also have recorded
0: on our own album. Oh, okay, as well. Okay, so I mean, for our audience, especially our younger listeners that are looking for their you know first writers in the sky, you know, C- CD or or compilation, is there a, is there a greatest hits or what? What do you recommend?
1: I would probably recommend Silver Jubilee which is a double CD set that has a lot of the of, of what we do. And it also has some uh, four or five live cuts with an audience, which really gives you a flavor of what the what the live shows are like. So
2: Silver Jubilee is a great place to start. Uh-huh. Okay. And, you know, speaking of uh, Facebook, if you look up on, on YouTube, uh, Woody's Roundup, Riders in the Sky, you will find a a rather long video that we filmed for Disney back when the song just came out, and it's a medley of tunes from the album that uh, eventually won the Grammy. It's beautifully filmed, and you you can see what we do there, too. That's great. That's a great idea. I forgot about that.
0: Great. Uh, so uh, that that sounds great, guys. Really appreciate your time. And oh yeah, before we go, are you working on any new new music? Have you had a ch- chance to you know create new music or?
2: Richard, I sure have. Always had a chance to do. <laughs> we got plenty of time <laughs> to create new music. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, Slim and I went in uh, oh two three weeks ago and recorded eleven new tunes that. Uh, I had come up with during, the, during the, uh, our downtime. And uh, you know it, we're still creating. We're still uh, very much into the music and into the performance of it. And uh, we just we just don't want to slow down and stop, but we want to keep creating, uh, Keep making new western music and, and doing the old stuff as best we can.
0: Oh, great. Uh, so uh, yeah, one one last thing here now. As far as the wood songs, we we'll probably have to check, but we'll let our uh, you know listeners know if, if if that is actually available somewhere to to see or.
1: Uh, you have to ask Michael about that. Yeah, I
0: probably will. That'll be my next my next call, but I just wanted to, you know, we'll, we'll get all that information. But, you know, it's great that you could do these uh, performances, and we, we appreciate you being here, and the, the music is so great. Any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here?
2: I look forward to
1: seeing you people face-to-face. I hope everybody stays safe, and I'll see you face-to-face.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: that, that's what I would have said, too.
0: <laughs> okay. And if you could give your website one final time, please.
1: At the ridersinthesky.com. Oh. Complicated,
0: isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's uh, great. Okay. My guests have been Ranger Doug and Two Slim from Riders in the Sky, and you've been listening to uh, What's Up America with Mike Kara, uh, And please... Catch us again next time. Okay, we we got.